1: Hey there, how are you? Thursday edition of the Steve Jones Show, September 6th, News Radio 1070, WKOK, WKOK WKOK.com, SteveJonesShow.com, and Sean Carey in just a second. We'll connect with Steve in the Sunbury Motor Studio, Sunbury Motors, Ford Lincoln, Hyundai, North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. All right, so let's lay out the schedule here for you. 335, we will have our high school football roundtable. Zach Showers will call in. We'll talk Seawans Grove at Southern Columbia tomorrow night on Eagle 107. Greg Wetzel get Greg's take on Lewisburg 2-0 so far. And they're at Christie tomorrow night to take on the Mount Carmel Area Red Tornadoes. That'll be on One Hundred Point Nine the Valley. And here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, the Chickelamy Braves looking for win number one on the year. And they'll be traveling to the Loyal Sock Lancers. That'll be Kevin Hur and the Coach Dick Hort tomorrow night. Here on WKOK 630 Preview and kickoff at 7. And Kevin will join us also in the next half hour in our high school football roundtable. 406, longtime Penn State football beat writer Rich Garcella, the Reading Eagle, will join us. Get Rich's take on last weekend's epic game against Appalachian State in overtime, 45-38 Penn State. And the Keystone Classic this Saturday night, primetime in Heinz Field with Penn State and the Pittsburgh Panthers. And, of course, we'll have that for you here on WKOK and also streaming at WKOK.com. And also you can listen to all the Penn State football and men's basketball games on our WKOK app. Free app on either iTunes, Google Play, Apple App Store. Search WKOK. At 6.30 will be the tailgate. And just after 8, will be kickoff from Heinz Field on Saturday night. NFL gets going tonight. Something that Philadelphia Eagles fans have been waiting a very long time for. For the first time, they will hoist, hang a Super Bowl championship banner in their stadium. So that'll be a very an emotional time tonight for all the fans at Lincoln Financial Field as Philadelphia defends their Super Bowl championship as they take on the Atlanta Falcons. You'll be able to hear that tonight on Eagle 107 at 107.3. Pregame will be at 7. Glenn Macnow, longtime Philly sports writer, Hall of Famer Ray Didinger. Eagles insider spuds Dave Spadaro Merrill Reese as well of course Merrill Reese, Mike Quick, Howard Eskin will have that for you tonight Kickoff 8:20 on 107.3 So we laid out the high school football for tomorrow night Penn State Saturday night And don't forget on Sunday You've got Bucknell football at Christie As the Bison look to go one and one on the year, Bison will be taking on Sacred Heart and Hero Appreciation Day. That'll be Saturday. Did I say Sunday? Sorry about that. Saturday. Don't show up Sunday. You'll be the first one there. You'll be the only one there. First and last one there. But Saturday, Hero Appreciation Day at Christie with the Bucknell Bison. Kids under 12 get in for free. Also a -a touch-a-truck event on the practice field. A lot for the whole family to do in the tailgating zone. Activities, games, face painting, inflatables. And also you'll be able to form a line on the practice field as the team enters the stadium. They will enter through Christy Mathewson's gates. New football tradition this year at Bucknell. And there will be a 12 noon special two-hour live broadcast. Someone will be in charge of that. And then 2 o'clock will be our special. Oh, you finally got it. Kevin finally got it. I'll be doing the two hours at Christie and then a special one hour expanded tailgate pregame show with Kevin and, of course, the voice of the Bison, Doug Birdsong, all leading up to the kick at three between Penn State, uh, between uh, Sacred Heart uh, and Bucknell. And also you'll be able to listen to that on our Eagle 107 app. So if you have our WKOK app, just tap Eagle 107. You'll get the Bucknell play by play with Doug and Kevin on Saturday afternoon. And the Pittsburgh Steelers will start their season on Sunday on the road at the Cleveland Browns, that on 100.9 the Valley. Airtime will be at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning and kickoff at 1 without Le'Veon Bell. For how long, who knows? I'm kind of thinking we're not going to see him till week 10. He'll be the freshest player that week, that's for sure. How crazy would that be if uh, Le'Veon Bell comes back till the very, very last second, Week 10, Steelers run the table, win the Super Bowl? That'd be pretty crazy. So, But right now, James Conner, your starting tailback for the black and gold. Phillies are off tonight. That was a rough one last night. Bats went silent again, 2-1. to one. Marlins take the series. So the Phillies have the night off tonight and they'll crank up a weekend series with the Mets tomorrow night. Speaking of the Mets, Todd Frazier admits he fooled the umps into thinking he made a catch that he did not make, but he swears that he did not plan it ahead of time. So we go back to Monday night's game in Los Angeles. Frazier dove into the stands to get a foul ball. He tumbles after The tumble. He shows the umpire the ball. He got the out call. Tossed the ball back into the stands. The only problem was that it wasn't the ball hit by the Dodgers batter at the time. It was a rubber ball that he happened to grab after losing the real one after his fall. He said that at first he thought it was the real ball, but after quickly realizing it wasn't, he instinctively sold the catch to the umpire. <laughs> the game was in LA and Frazier, his Hollywood gene flared up. Frazier could be seen later explaining what happened to his teammates in the dugout. He said a, he noticed a fan yelling at the third base umpire to draw his attention to the real ball. Frazier said, I was trying to get out of there as quick as possible. I saw someone pointing at the right ball. And he's like, okay, I can't, no turning back. I'm just going to have to play this off. So he got in the dugout, and he was telling people that he was flabbergasted that he even got away with it in the first place. (laughs) And it was one of the sports outlets in New York that reported that Frazier faked the catch. So getting back to the Steelers, Wednesday is the first day of the week when the players are eligible and available to talk to the media. Quite a few of them, including the offensive lineman, not all that happy about Le'Veon Bell not there. And that extended absence, like we said, it's probably going to last a few more months. But barring an unforeseen development, the all-pro running back, not expected to play against Cleveland. And Bell's agent has hinted that he might be willing to wait it out longer to preserve overall long-term health. So it's just a matter of time as to when he will sign that $14.5 million tender, the franchise tag. Of course, that'll be the second year in a row that the Steelers would tag on Bell. Now, if the Steelers were to tag him for a third consecutive year, the number I heard the Steelers will be on the hook for $24 million to pay Bell next year. No way they'll do that. So he'll become a free agent in 2019. We'll see if he signs that 14.5 million dollar deal. If he signs it by week 11. But Marquise Pouncey, he was the one. He was the one Steeler I think out of them all that was very vocal in the locker room to the media that that had Bell's back. Yep, he'll be back. No problem. He was back here on Labor Day last year, and he was saying earlier this week, "Oh yeah, Bell. He'll be back on Wednesday." Well, he didn't show up Wednesday so the uh, line in the sand was drawn and I believe it was Ramon Foster (laughs) Ramon Foster pretty much said hey if I got 14.5 million dollars dangling under my nose I'm going to take it so some of the players are befuddled but uh, it's it's definitely causing a, a lot more drama a lot more frustration a lot more stress not only with players in the locker room and probably with coaches and management behind closed doors, but also with the fans as well. I think you're going to be hard-pressed. When you cross the city line into Pittsburgh, you're going to be very hard-pressed to find one person that is still in Le'Veon Bell's corner. But he's doing what he thinks he should be doing best. I mean, you combine running and passing, uh, running the ball and catching the ball last year over 400 times, and you expect as soon as he gets back with the team – The black and gold is going to do the exact same thing. They're just going to run him and give them, you know, give Bell the ball until the wheels come off. But when you're that productive, I mean, there's no other running back in the league that's been that productive in the last five years. And for Steeler fans, show me another running back in the history of Steelers football that has shown that much offensive output in the first five years of their career compared to Le'Veon Bell. You have a hard time doing that. So Steelers-Browns on Sunday, 100.9, the Valley, 11 a.m. will be airtime with the network. Bill Hillgrove, Tunchilkin, Craig Wolfley will have the play-by-play at 1. Then the Steelers will have their home opener next Sunday at 1 against the Kansas City Chiefs. All the Steelers games on 100.9, the Valley. And, of course, we've got a good chunk of high school football from around the Valley on our Sunbury Broadcasting cluster of stations tomorrow night. Shikolemi here on WKOK at Loyal Sock. Lewisburg, Mount Carmel from Christie on 100.9, the Valley. And on Eagle 107, Seals Grove will make the trip to Catawissa, to Tigers Stadium, Jim Rothfield as they take on the Tigers. Southern Columbia, I have that for you in on Eagle 107 tomorrow night coverage at 6 and kickoff at 7. So we'll go through the high school football roundtable, 335, Rich Scarcella, Reading Eagle at 406. Get you fired up for Penn State Pitt. And then we'll have our pro picks and college picks at 435 as steve's brother kevin jones will check in from connecticut by the way tonight now since it is a thursday we will have the penn state coaches show here on news radio 1070 wkok and wkok.com head coach james franklin will join steve from permane brothers in downtown state college so if you're in the car now maybe listening to wkok live as you're traveling through the valley maybe you're making your way towards center county stop by permane's tonight and catch the show live with Steve, head coach James Franklin, and Roger Corey. Subscribe to our Steve Jones Show podcast, available on iTunes, Apple Podcast app, Google Play, search Steve Jones Show. And we'll take a quick break and be right back with more on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Steve Jones Show brought to you by Sunbury Motors. <laughs>
2: time, Shikolimi at home. The suit goes to the 50-yard line. As the band backs away, he starts to spin around and move. And that white jacket he's wearing flies in the fourth row, where Suit Light makes the catch and then drops it. All right, so. uh, Great. Great to have you with us today. Oh, he had a hand we on it. fun the, today on the show. It's a, it's as we <laughs> always do. Suit Light had a hand on it. Good. Well, that, that was his career in a nutshell. He, he had a hand on it, and then it
1: just didn't. I mean, dropped it. High school career, ah. passing receptions, Suit Light, 0 for 1. Yeah,
2: but the concentration was on the man in the middle at the 50 yard line. Wowing the crowd with dance moves they haven't seen since Travolta in the 70s. There you go. (laughs) Today we're going to have our high school football roundtable. A lot of big games that we're going to talk about, Uh, including Grove and Southern Columbia. That's going to (laughs) be an interesting test. Lewisburg's off to a great start. They have Mount Carmel. Shikolami is at Loyal Sock. Now we'll have to endure, just so the audience knows, you may have to endure 60 to 120 seconds of the soup complaining he has to go in a car. And okay, and once you get past that, he'll do a good job previewing the game. Other uh, key games we have coming up uh, this weekend Tri Valley's at Williams Valley. You've got Lee Highton at Central Columbia. Mifflinburg's at Milton. That should be a very good game. Newport is playing at Pine Grove. So those are some of the games that are coming up in high school football coming up this weekend. Uh, so this should be another very interesting weekend in high school football. This is the kind of start that we're off to. Uh, Burt Reynolds passed away. Did you see that, Sean?
1: I guess that story just broke right before 3 o'clock. Burt Reynolds right? passed away?
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, played uh, college football Florida State. He was... Uh, uh, the college roommate of Lee Corso, uh, he uh, loved football so much that he got into owning the Tampa Bay Bandits with John Bassett in the USFL at one point. Yeah, and we all know that you know the the movies he was in and so forth. Uh, I mean, what's interesting are the movies he didn't make. Okay. Uh, he had the chance to play uh, Han Solo. He had a chance to play John
1: McClain. Yeah, I hear Suit's going to be watching Stroker Ace tonight on demand. When you should be studying the Loyal Sock depth should chart should instead. instead. <laughs> you should be doing that instead. So, a little technical glitch between us and the Sunbury Motor Studios. So, uh, hang in there with us. And we'll get reconnected with Steve from the Sunbury Motor studio. But yes, uh, we'll have our high school football breakdown for you in the next half hour. And don't forget, tomorrow night, as soon as the uh, we finish our SEALs coverage over on Eagle 107, we'll have Sunbury Motors game night. We'll have a complete lineup and rundown of all the scores and highlights from across the valley. And also we'll have a report from Mifflinburg Milton, which is happening tomorrow night at Alumni Field. Happening here next half-hour course, our high school football roundtable. Philadelphia Eagles fans, looking forward to tonight. Going to be a historic night at the sports complex. Banner will be raised. lot of hugging. Shed tears. And that's just from Matt Catrillo's house. Yes, he's got his Carson Wentz jersey on. But Nick Foles at the controls tonight. And you can catch it on Eagle 107, beginning at seven. Eight twenty will be the kick with Merrill Reese, Mike Quick, and Howard Esken on 107.3. So we'll take a quick break, get you a CBS News headline update, and then Steve will join us here at three thirty-five, and he'll spearhead our high school football roundtable with Zach Showers, Greg Wetzel, and Kevin Hur. As we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, and the Steve Jones Show, driven by Sunbury Motors. If you want to have a fun day
3: and have less than perfect credit, you have to drive a Hyundai from Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 17 2018 Hyundai Elantras picked out for anyone who has less than perfect credit. Every new Hyundai comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile bumper-to-bumper warranty and Hyundai insurance. Sunbury Motors Hyundai will work hard to get you approved on a brand-new Hyundai Elantra. Bankrupt, divorced, slow pay should not be an issue at Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Why settle for a used vehicle when you can bring your bruised credit to Sunbury Motors Hyundai? 17-2018 Hyundai Elantra's picked out for anyone who has less than perfect credit. If you want to have a fun day and have less than perfect credit, you have to drive a Hyundai. From Sunbury Motors Hyundai, Sunbury Motors Hyundai, in the Black Building on North 4th Street in Sunbury. 17-2018 Hyundai Elantra's picked out for anyone who has less than perfect credit. If you want have a fun day and have less than perfect credit you have to drive a hyundai from sunbury motors hyundai
0: taking your calls at 800-795-9565 this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motors studio here's steve jones
2: All right. uh, welcome to today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. High School Roundtable, then Rich Garcella at 4.06. The King checks in at 4.30. Lou Prado on the show tomorrow. Gonna have a whole hour with Lou on the history of Penn State and Pitt. And we'll also have... uh, Neil Kulong on the show tomorrow. We'll talk with Neil about uh, uh, all the uh, uh, Steelers' comings and goings. Neil has been ensconced in front of Le'Veon Bell's uh, house and still nothing going on. Uh, it was interesting yesterday, before we get to Zach Showers, you know what I find yes, inter- interesting, Sean? We talked yesterday about the three scenarios at Le'Veon Bell, about the reaction of the fans, the reaction uh, uh, of the fans, the holdout, money, things like that, management's point of view, Bell's point of view, fans' point of view. Okay? So we talked about all three of those, right? Fan, Bell, management, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What was, the, what was the one area we didn't touch on yesterday? The reaction of his teammates. You want to know why I didn't, I didn't mention that yesterday? The reason I didn't mention it yesterday is I assume that, hey, look, all these guys are in there like, and they're saying, hey, terrific, uh, you know, you get what you can get because that normally is the attitude. That's normally the attitude, not the Steelers. They're mad at him. The players are mad at him for not showing up. And they're vocal about it. That never happens. No,
1: not at all. Some of them kind of dialed it back. Some kind of dialed it back a little bit today. Uh, David DeCastro said it is what it is. Business is business. So that's kind of more of the uh, you know common statement Standard. that you would hear across the board. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but, but this I've never, never, and all these things with, with players holding out, I have never heard teammates say what the Steelers said about him yesterday. Never. Forty years covering this. Never have heard that. I mean, they're mad at him. They can dial it back all they want because they were probably instructed to dial it back. Okay? But... Yesterday, they talked exactly how they felt. And remember, this is a guy that did this last year, didn't miss any games, has missed games because of two suspensions, and except for the Kansas City game, has come up very small in the playoffs. May he not be the most popular guy in that locker room. All right, let's get to our high school roundtable. Zach Showers joins us. Sealance Grove at Southern Columbia. Zach, we hope everything's going well. Welcome to the show.
4: Hey, thanks for having me back again.
2: All right, so you want to see an improvement from Game 1 to Game 2, Zach. Did you see an improvement from Game 1 to Game 2 for Sealance Grove?
4: Absolutely. There's a tremendous improvement from Game 1 to Game 2. Sealands Grove came out. After a, a tough loss against Lewisburg in week one, turned around and defeated Jersey Shore 31-10 to 10. last week. Overall, it was just uh, a lot of improvements on both sides of the ball. I know we had talked last week about the passing game and a lot about depth. Uh, Sealingsgrove's Danny Shock, the freshman, uh, came out, put on an impressive performance. was 23 for 70 or 23 for 30, for 291 yards and three touchdowns, which comes out to 77 percent of his passes. Um, and Sealingsgrove was also able to develop a lot of depth on their O line, um, some depth in linebackers, and some depth in the secondary. So that definitely helped to be able to keep the team fresh as the game went on.
2: All right, so now, after that, you get a building block. Did you get a sense, especially in the fourth quarter of a team that was starting to play with some confidence?
4: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. um you know you see a lot of these guys that are are seeing their first time and especially with only half having one scrimmage um, I, it really took that week one to week two to to get going um, and you saw some guys out there, you know, even sophomores and freshmen uh. You have a freshman at quarterback. A freshman, Teak Hoover, started at safety um, and made a lot of plays in the secondary. So, you saw a lot of guys that you could tell were believing, and I think we're um, a little relieved to just get that first win and um, to move on to a tough Southern team this week.
2: You mentioned that Southern team. It is remarkable year in and year out the fact that they are not uh, a a non-public school, that they have the ability to run a really good team out every year. What impresses you about this particular Southern Columbia edition?
4: I honestly believe in talking to a lot of people in the area that this very well could be on um, the best southern team that's come through and that's a lot to say with all their state championships on um, the biggest thing is they just have athletes all over the place it starts with um, their quarterback stone hollenbach who's a preferred walk-on going to um, alabama next year um, he has over five thousand yards in his career and throws the ball around to of course julian fleming who um, i think if you follow the high school football scene in this area you know he's just unbelievable. A a top 10 receiver in next year's recruiting class and um, has offers from everyone and just does a lot of things, whether it's receiving the ball in special teams. Um, But the biggest thing is is Southern just hasn't changed. When you look at their offense, they still come out and they can run the football. So even though they have athletes all over the field, they still can line up um, with Gage Garcia, who's um, ben Allstate as a freshman and a sophomore and has over 4,000 yards just a couple games into his, his junior year. Um, they're able to just go out and pretty much do what they want to offensively. Um, and even defensively, I think they've improved. And a lot of teams, um, I know Grove has looked the past couple of years and said, hey, there's some matchups. Um, that we can take advantage of, but they have been able to pretty much answer the call defensively. So uh, overall, from top to bottom, it's just a well-balanced team. And, you know, you have Jim Roth there who's been there for over 30 years, and it's the same system from the time the kids come up from uh, junior high and, and into varsity. So it's, it's going to be a really, really tough matchup against a, a very talented Southern team who's experienced and um, has a lot of athletes all on both sides of the ball.
1: We'll get reconnected with Steve in the Sunbury Motor Studio, but don't forget the Seals Grove game tomorrow night on Eagle 107, starting with game day at 6. And, of course, Zach will be in the booth with Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Zach will hear from you tomorrow night. Thanks
4: sounds good. Thank
1: you. All right. Zach Schauer is part of our high school football roundtable the Steve Jones show here on WKOK. So we continue our high school football roundtable and the voice of the Green Dragons is Greg Wetzel. Greg joining us. Hey, Greg, how are you? Great. How are you doing? We're doing great. Lewisburg off and running 2 O. And how surprised were you with Central Mountain not even really showing up last week? I, I was shocked. Uh, I watched film of
5: the Central Mountain Williamsport game and I thought offensively they were really going to put some pressure on the Lewisburg defense. Didn't turn out that way. Lewisburg just dominated the game from start to finish on both sides of the ball. Uh, Offensively they had over 500 yards of offense. Max Moyers, sophomore running back Max Moyers had over 350 yards rushing on 15 carries. And defensively, Lewisburg shut them down with uh, even with the uh, mercy rule and mostly second and third teamers playing the second half, to less than 170 yards of offense.
1: Talk about Mark Persing so far, Greg. Uh, just you know, two two games now into uh, year number two. What kind of comfort level are you getting from coach? I,
5: I think he's very comfortable with the kids now. He he knows them and they know him. Uh, they're buying into what he's preaching. Uh, he has more kids in lifting weights, doing things like that than ever has been done at Lewisburg in the past. And the kids are, you, you go to a practice, and it's um, a very upbeat tempo practice. The coaches are teaching every play what's going on. The kids are used to coaches stepping in saying, hey, this is what you need to do on this play. Uh, if they do something wrong, they're being coached about what to do the right way, how to do it the right way. And I think uh, both, both sides, players and coaches, are much more comfortable this year.
1: So tomorrow night, Mount Carmel will be coming into Christie to take on the uh, Green Dragons. Mount Carmel hung tough a little while last week against Southern Columbia Mm -hmm. before the Tigers finally opened things up. Just talk about that uh, quarterback-running back uh, tandem that they have uh, in Mount Carmel.
5: They uh, are very experienced. Ayers is as good as Lusper is going to see this year in in terms of a running back. He is a very tough, hard-nosed runner. Uh, The quarterback... He's, a, he's effective in their offense because you're so conscious of stopping the run against Mount Carmel that you're, you're cheating. Defensive backs start cheating up to the line of scrimmage, and then, boom, all of a sudden they fake that run and try to hit the tight end or the split end. And it, it, he's very effective doing that. Lewisburg's going to have to play by far their best game of the year to
1: beat Mount Carmel. So we talked a little while ago about uh, Max Moyers with that great running attack uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Give us a little update on uh, Nick Shedleski, if we may see him tomorrow night or not.
5: Well, I think it's going to be a game-time decision. You know, Nick's uh, hurt his ankle the last play of the first half. I know he's been out at practice this week. Um, He hasn't been in uniform when I was there watching, but he's been going through all the the drills with everyone and stuff like that. So I think they're going to wait and see how he performs before the game, and it will be a game-time decision for him.
1: Greg Wetzel, Justin Michaels will have that for you tomorrow night on 100.9 The Valley, Lewisburg, and the Mount Carmel area red tornadoes. Greg, thanks. Have a great call tomorrow night. Thank you. All right, you bet. Kevin Hur, of course, we will hear Kevin tomorrow night here on News Radio 1070 WKOK along with the coach, Dick Hort, as the Shikalemi Braves will head to the east side of Williamsport to take on the Loyal Sock Lancers. Uh, Kevin, I was thinking last week as I was heading home last Friday night, if Loyal Sock were to lose last Friday, I think that'd be one of the surprising teams in the area uh, going 0-2. Shikolemi, now 0-2. What are they going to have to do tomorrow night up at Sauk?
6: Well, Shikilumi really needs to uh, get an offense and be able to get some first downs. You know, they've been struggling a little bit on first and second down, and that makes third down a really difficult situation when you're looking at third and eight or more. And they've had a lot of third and eights or more. And the or more comes from just penalties that you you need to start avoiding by week three. And I think that's one of the things Coach Todd Tilford has uh, stressed in the last two weeks of practice. It's time to get everything down get settled down a little bit and not have those five yard false starts that make it first and 15 and then you have a no gain play. Now it's second and 15 and now all of a sudden you're looking at third and 15
1: and that makes your third down conversion rate really low. So let's flip back last week real quick to the uh, Central Columbia game. Last year Central was often running off to a 7-0 and start. Some were thinking maybe that was just a one year thing but they got quite a few people back. How impressed were you with uh, Isaac Gensmer last week at running the ball?
6: Well they tried to do a little thing things a little bit different and tried to change things up in the, in the first half and just could not find it to, to work out. And that's why you saw a 6-0 score. And then when they realized, hey, we have Gensom in the backfield, it's time to play Central Columbia football from the 80s. I mean, this team is supposed to be as good as some of those teams that went uh, in districts and states in the 80s and early 90s. Well, one of the things that they used to do under Bob Rom was run an unbalanced line with two tackles on the right-hand side, double tight end sometimes, or at least a double tight end look, we'll call it. And that's what they did. They started lining everybody up really tight and started running it right at Shikolami's throat. And I'll tell you what, he was able to do it very well in the second half. Not only did they play ball control, but they scored points as
1: well. So getting back to the Braves, so far, Lucas Tilfer. I mean, I they're, they're going to need one or two other players to spell Lucas, right?
6: Yeah, right now, I think they're just trying to find the right mix at running back, especially. Evan Bingaman being back last week was huge, uh, mostly on the defensive side. We saw Evan come back and, and have 10 tackles, including two tackles for a loss in one game alone. That was a huge spark to the defensive side. But offensively, I think we're going to see him maybe carry the ball a few times here this year. He's, he's one of those guys that can play on both sides of the football and make an impact. And one of the things that Coach Todd Tilford mentioned to me last week was even though he was on the sidelines in week one and not eligible to play, he was acting in a very big leadership role. He's taken the senior leadership role very seriously, and I think they want to give him the opportunity to lead by example here.
1: So we'll have it for you tomorrow night here on News Radio 1070 WKOK 630. The airtime as Kevin talks to head coach Todd Tilford, and then the coach Dick Hort will join Kevin with the call at 7, Shikalemi at Loyal Sock. Kevin, thanks. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. You bet. And that's our high school football roundtable. So once again, on all of our Sunbury Broadcasting Stations tomorrow night, it'll be Seals Grove at Southern Columbia on Eagle 107 at 107.3. Seals game day will be on at 6. Head coach Derek Hicks will join the show uh, coming up at and then the kickoff at 7 with Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, and Zach Showers. And on 100.9, the Valley, the Lewisburg Green Dragons looking to remain undefeated. They go 3-0. They'll be at home tomorrow night at Christie against the Mount Carmel area. Red Tornadoes airtime will be at 6.30 and kickoff at 7. Don't forget, while the games are in progress tomorrow night, we'll have our scoreboard page constantly updated at WKOK.com, and I'll be over on Eagle 107 tomorrow night to put a wrap on Week 3 on Sunbury Motors game night. Next hour here on the Steve Jones Show, we'll get some Penn State football conversation going with the always outstanding Rich Scarsella of the Reading Eagle. He'll join us at 4.06. Then we'll have our football picks. Little college, little pro coming up, 435 with Steve's brother, Kevin Jones, as he checks in from Connecticut. Don't forget you can check in with us. Our email is Steve Jones at WKOK.com, Steve Jones at WKOK.com, our website, stevejoneshow.com, and subscribe to our Steve Jones Show podcast. We invite you to do that. That'll be perfect for all the Penn State football fans this season. Get better access to the Nittany Lions than ever. Our podcast is available on both not only online, on the website stevejoneshow.com. You can also subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, Google Play, search Steve Jones Show. Back with more in just a moment on WKOK. Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070 WKOK, Sunbury Motors Ford, Lincoln Hyundai, North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and Sean Carey here. We'll stick with you for a few minutes before we get to CBS News at the top of the hour. And 4.06 scheduled to join us will be Rich Scarsella of the Reading Eagle. Get his take on last weekend's game at Beaver Stadium against Appalachian State. And as the Nittany Lions put the finishing touches on their preparations for the Keystone Classic Saturday night at Heinz Field against the Pitt Panthers, our airtime with the tailgate show with Steve Jones, Jack Ham, Derek Williams, and Roger Corey will be at 630 30. Here on 1070 AM and of course, WKOK.com. We stream all the Penn State football games at WKOK.com on your desktop, laptop, and of course, on our WKOK app. And we'll get some predictions going at 435 with Steve's brother, Kevin Jones. Kevin will check in from Connecticut. Steve, by the way, three and two in picks last week. And both Kevin and I stuck at two and three. The Auburn-Washington game, uh, that was the swing game. From last week in our picks, so the Phillies have off tonight, uh, losing two out of three down in Florida to the Miami Marlins, and they'll be starting a weekend series against the Mets tomorrow night. Aaron Nola versus Stephen Matz, it'll be the pitching matchup, and we'll go to the Phillies game tomorrow night following the Braves here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Just a few hours away from the Philadelphia Eagles. Lifting their championship banner in Lincoln Financial Field. That'll be on tonight. If you want to hear the Eagles play-by-play, that'll be tonight on Eagle 107 pregame at 7 and kickoff at 820 with Merrill Reese, Mike Quick, and Howard Eskin. And we'll have the Westwood One national broadcast here on 1070 AM. You're home for the NFL. We will have all the primetime games here uh, this fall on WKOK Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football and, of course, all the playoffs leading up to the Super Bowl in February. So looking forward to have the NFL back here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. And we've been mentioning start times, kickoff times, and all that. Of course, you can always go to uh, WKOK.com. We've got our sports schedule page there in case you need times and uh, for any of the events that we cover here on WKOK. So speaking of the NFL, the story that broke in May about the legalization of sports gambling now years and years down the road it'll become commonplace like an everyday thing like going into a convenience store to buy a six pack 12 pack of beer I mean you couldn't do that in years well now you can pretty much everywhere and gambling is going to become an everyday thing. Is everybody going to gamble? No. But there's going to be at least the option and the resources out there. If you want to walk into a place and throw 20 bucks down on a point spread or who will score first or who will score last, well, you'll be able to do that. Well, we knew this was a only a matter of time this was going to happen, and, yeah, hard to believe uh, Jerry Jones strikes first on this. The Dallas Cowboys have announced they have formed a partnership with Winstar Casino. They are the first NFL team to be officially designated with a casino. That's another question, too. How many more years down the road will we have to wait where you don't have to just go into a casino to put money down and place a bet? We mentioned that before here on the show. Like with English Premier League soccer, you go to all the venues in England. Yeah, they have sportsbook right there at all the stadiums. So, when will those kiosks pop up? And you can place a bet at the game you're watching. Or just do it from the convenience of your phone with an app. Only a matter of time. When's the question? Penn State football and picks coming up next hour as we continue the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
0: Your station for news, weather, business, and CBS Sports Radio. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury and on WKOK.com.